please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word, not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. As God has given us the word already, it may seem like, why so more? But when God wants to give us more, we want to receive what the Lord has. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in this hour. We had a full message from God and uh, we feel full already. Uh, it was a good word from God. We feel really full already. It's a prophetic word from God that God gave for his people. And we praise God for that. But now we're going to hear a little more that the Spirit of the Lord has for us from the book of Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. As we were worshiping, the Spirit of the Lord uh, spoke to me and he said he wanted me to speak from this. God is going to speak from this as we go into this chapter. And so we're going to go into Genesis chapter 13 and we're going to see what the Lord has for us. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had and lot with him to the south. Abraham, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there, Abram called on the name of the Lord. I want to stop here. We're going to go a little further, but I want to stop here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Who is Abraham? When you look at Abraham in 13, in 12 we see that Abraham was someone who didn't know God and God came to Abraham and God called Abraham. And when God called Abraham, Abraham left everything, left his place, his country. And he took his stuff, his family, and he moved to a place that he didn't know where he was going. You look at Abraham. Abraham was a man who did not live by his own plans. Abraham didn't have a plan for his life. In short, Abraham was a man who didn't plan his day. God planned Abraham's day. God planned Abraham's moment. From the time God said, Abraham, leave everything. I will show you the place where you need to go. Not even knowing where it was, Abraham went. And that's what you called, that's what you call faith walk. Faith will go where God wants it to go, even when it doesn't know where it's going. Because faith is not about where. Faith is about who. Write this down if you're taking notes. Faith is not about where. Faith is about who. Who is leading you, not where you're going. Who is leading you? That's what faith is. Faith is about who. That's what we heard in the message that God gave through Esther. Faith is about who. The miracle maker, the Lord God Almighty. If he is leading us, if he's planning a day, whatever unexpected comes, it's all 
in the plan of God for something far more glorious. And it just ties in with the promise that God gave for this month of April, which is our confinement will become a platform for our elevation when we are within the plan of God, which is when God plans our day, when God plans our moments, when God plans our destiny, when God plans our path, when God plans everything, period. That means you need to take your hands off of your moments. You need to take your hands off of your day. You need to take your hands off of your schedule. You need to take your hands off, period. When you take your hands off of you, when you take your hands off of yourself, when you take your hands off of whatever you're doing and give it into the hands of God and say, God, you plan my day. God, you plan my moments. God, you plan my path. You plan everything. God takes that and he says, I'll plan for you. So when you look at Abram, Abram was called by God. He was a pagan worshiper. He didn't know God. He was not somebody who said, well, I know God and that's why I'm leaving the land of the Chaldeans. No, Abraham didn't have what we have today. We have a lot more than what Abraham had before. When God called Abraham, Abraham believed in God and he said, I'm leaving. You know how much packing he had to do? You know how many things that he had to carry? You see? Chapter 13, he was very rich. He had lots and lots of servants, lots of things and lots to manage. He was a very busy man. In spite of all of that, he left when God told him to leave. That's what I like about Abraham. That's what God likes about Abraham. A man of faith, a man of God, a man of character. What did he do when God said in chapter 12, Abraham... This is why God came to Abraham and not to Lot. This is why God came to Abraham, not to his father, even though his father was older than him. Even though there were many people there, God didn't go to anyone. God went to Abraham. Why? Because Abraham was a man of faith, which means a man who knew what it means to obey, not do his own thing. Abraham didn't play God. Abraham let God be God. So Abraham knew how to obey. When God says something, Abraham said, yes, Lord. And so from chapter 12 to chapter 13, when we come here, God plans Abraham's life. The moment God said, Abraham, leave, I will show you the place Abraham said, yes, Lord. Well, I don't know the map. Lord, I don't know where you're taking. I'm taking my wife and I'm taking my servants. I'm taking my family. I'm taking all the property. I'm taking all of these things. I need to know where I'm going. Abraham, not. Abraham was not a person who argued with God. Abraham was not a person who tried to bring his two cents in the presence of God and say, well, I need to know where I'm going before I step out. Abraham was not like that. That's why God came to Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith, a man of character, even though he was a pagan worshiper. God went to because God knew if I call Abraham, Abraham will drop everything. Abraham will not say, but, 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 but wait, wait a second, Lord, that's too fast. Abraham will say, Lord, you want me to leave now? Now is not in my calculations, Lord. Probably next year. I'll make all the arrangements and I'll make everything, make sure that all my finances are taken care of, my family is taken care of and everything is taken care of and that my journey is secure. God would have left him, but he was not that way. Abraham was a man who knew how to believe God, honor God, obey God. When God told him something, that was it. That was it. You know, when it comes to God, when it comes to God Almighty, He talks, we listen. We need to learn. When He talks, we close our mouth 
and we listen. There's no equal partnership when it comes to God Almighty. There's no equal partnership in the presence of God. When God says something, we close our mouth and we listen. We listen to what God says and we simply obey. Those are the people who will walk in that faith walk. Not that, wait, 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 wait a second, Lord, you're going too fast. No, no. If God goes fast, he will give you the speed to go with him. If he tells you, run with me now. And people will say, yes, Lord, are the ones who will experience the supernatural. A lot of people want to jump from the natural to the supernatural. But obedience is very hard. You can't. Keep on dragging and dragging and dragging. Can't jump. When God says jump, the ones who say, yes, Lord, are the ones who will be able to jump immediately. So when you look at Abraham, you look at Abraham in chapter 12, when God says, Abraham, let's go. I'll lead you. He said, okay, Lord. He didn't say, give me an outline. At least tell me the destination. No, no. God was God in Abraham's life. When God said something, Abraham had no say in the matter. He said, I will do. I will do what you say. I need to hear from you. Who talks? He talks. Who listens? We listen. Who gives the command? He. Who is the Lord? He. Not we. When we come to that place of understanding that he is God, he speaks, and I listen. That's the place where God can do something out of us. That's just the beginning stage until then nothing will happen. We'll just be thinking, well, I'm cruising when we're not, we're stagnant. When God speaks, we have to be in a place where I listen. How many times? All the time. When he says something, I listen. How many times? All the time. How soon? Immediately. Abraham was a man of faith. In 12, God says, come on. Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. But I want to do one thing. I want you to leave. Uh, he didn't reason with God saying that, well, Lord, I don't have a son. And well, after you give me a son, I will do what I need to see something, Lord. No, that's not faith. Anytime you look for something, anytime you look for a plan, anytime you look for something to be accomplished before you see a miracle, at that point, you have stepped out of the path of faith. Understand. Anytime you want to go by sight, you've taken yourself out of the path of faith. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Understand what God is saying. The message that God spoke through Esther. If you look at Mary, Mary was somebody who operated by faith. She told the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. She didn't know what he was going to tell. And the servants there, they all operated by faith. When Jesus said, take this and go, they didn't ask him. Well, Lord, if I take this, I'm going to make a fuller. How can I do this, Lord? I can't do this. We can't do this. He asked somebody else to know. You know what a servant means? A servant is someone who waits on the orders from the masters and just does it. A servant is not equal to the master. A servant is not a co-equal, nor a partner to the master. No. A servant waits on the master. The master gives the order. A servant will not decide on his own, cannot, if he is a servant of a particular master. If God is the Lord, then he leads us and we follow. He gives directions and we follow. The point where we say, Lord, I want to go south. 
God will step out. He'll say, you want to go south? Go south. But God will not be in it. That's the danger of it. So when you look at Abraham's life, Abraham was someone who stepped out in faith. And along with Abraham came Lot. The Spirit of God specifically told me during worship, towards the end of worship, to speak about Lot. Very important. We need to know about specific Bible characters who began, who started, who went with Abraham. Abraham was blessed by God. Abraham was directed by God. Now, Abraham is going in one direction. And Lot said, I will go with you. Lot went with Abraham and Abraham is going. God is blessing Lot as a result of Lot being with Abraham. Abraham is being blessed exceedingly. I'm going to take you down to some more verses, as you see. He was already rich and now he becomes even more blessed. That's a blessing that God gives to every one of his people. If you're following God and if you're faithful to God, there will be periods of tests, but God will bless you in every way. God will bless you monetarily. God will bless you physically. God will bless you maritally. God will bless you financially. God will bless you in every way. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. This blessing goes for every single one who walks by faith and not by sight. It's not a random promise. It's not for everyone who is just walking. It's only for those who walk in that faith walk. If you want to see the supernatural things unfold in your life, you need to step out of the natural, which is you need to walk by faith and not by sight. That means whatever he tells me, I will obey him. That means to be a servant of God. That means he is the Lord all the time, 24-7. He is the Lord. So now Abraham, he leaves his country and he goes with his wife and he goes with a lot and they are traveling. Abraham was very rich. Now, this is before God changed his name. That's why it says Abraham. Verse 2, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. He was very rich. There's nothing wrong about it. It's actually a blessing. When God blesses us, we can bless others. When God blesses us, it's a sign to all those around us that God is with us. Now, when you look at all rich people, do you think that all of them are blessed by God? No. We see in the Bible, Satan coming and offering riches and the glamour of this world to Jesus Christ as a temptation. So Satan can also offer things. But God's riches have, you know, when God gives something, it has no sorrow with it. That's the difference. When God gives riches, when God gives blessings, it's blessed. That means whomever God is blessed, they are blessed. It has no sorrow with it. When God gives us a blessing, it has no sorrow with it. It's an eternal blessing. That blessing will become a blessing to others as well. It's like a fountain that cannot be contained. That will be useful not only for us, but also for others. That's how Abraham was. So now you look at God's blessing. God had blessed Abraham in all things, as we see in God's word. And he was materially blessed. He had a lot of, he was not just rich, he was very rich. And he had silver and he had gold. So the Bible specifies how rich Abraham was. And it's a blessed thing from God. And God actually increases him. And we see about Isaac, his son, he became prosperous and more prosperous and more prosperous and more prosperous. It's the hand of God. When we walk with God, when we look at Abraham's life, Abraham was a man who was faithful to God in everything, including giving. God blessed him. And God blessed his son. God blessed his generation. 
they became prosperous and more prosperous and more prosperous. And Abraham was a worshiper of God. So wherever he went, he would build an altar and he'll worship God. Abraham was a worshiper of God. Abraham was not a complainer. Abraham didn't say, well, God, I traveled all this far and I'm so tired and so long. I have to pitch this tent from this place to another. I thought you will take me somewhere and I thought it'll be close by and I'm just tired of this. Lord, let me build a house here. Let me build a house here. Please let me build a house here. No, Abraham was not like that. Many people complain. When God is leading them quarter way through, not even the 10%, They start complaining. Oh, it's too hard. It's too long. I can't do this. And well, you'll just have a detour like Lot did and miss out what God has for you. God is looking for people who will have the character that Abraham had. Abraham walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. You know, the promise was the length and the breadth. Whichever place you walk, it's all going to be yours. Every path that God leads us through is not without a gain for those who travel in it. It's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. For those who have the character to walk in the path of the cross, every step will become their territory, eternal territory. Every place that they set foot on, every place. From prison to the palace, Joseph became an owner of everything next to Pharaoh. Potiphar's house to prison. Guess who he became? A man who ruled Potiphar, his family, the prison, and entire Egypt. This is who our God is. Anytime we walk through the valley, know that the valley will become ours if we walk without complaining. If we walk by faith, knowing that as I walk through this, there is something glorious that is going to come through this and out of this because my God is taking me through this. He leads us through triumphant procession. My phone keeps locking me out. But God is a God of victory. So he, Jehovah God, God the Father, the triune God, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, He led Abraham, the Bible says. He himself led Abraham. The Bible also says he alone led Abraham. Oh, I don't have anybody. All I have is only God. As if God is a weakling. If you have God, you have everything. Remember, it's a big treasure to have God. You can have the whole world. And if you don't have God, you're a loser. But if you don't have anyone on your side, and if you have God with you, You're a winner. God alone led Abraham. The Bible says there's no strange gods with him. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. So Abraham walked by faith. He left everything and he took what he had to take, which was his belongings. He didn't leave anything behind. Whatever God gives to you, be responsible. Whatever God gives to you, be responsible. Because only those who are responsible with what God has given, God will multiply that. To those who are responsible with what God has given. God gives something and he watches and watches and watches and see how responsible you are. Abraham was responsible. He said, well, it's too much for me to carry and I can't take all these things. So let me just, you know, leave everything behind. Let me just take a little bit and just go. No. He took all his servants. He took all his camels. He took all his flock. He took all the silver. He took all the gold. He took everything. And he went. 
He had faith. He didn't say, well, I don't want to inconvenience my family. I'll just go by myself. No. He brought his wife with him. He was a man of faith. His faith was so strong. It affected Sarah. It brought her into Hebrews chapter 11. Abraham was not the only man who said, oh, I am a man of faith. And that said, no. If you really have faith, genuine faith will be contagious. People in your home will also catch on that. Sarah and Abraham, you see, both of them are in Hebrews chapter 11. Husband and wife of faith. Who produced a child of faith. God is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. With a very unique purpose. When he called Abraham, he called him with a purpose. When he called you, he called you with a purpose. Don't lose focus. Don't lose sight of the call of God. Don't get sidetracked with the petty things of this world. Anything apart from what God has for you is petty things. Don't get locked into petty things. Abraham, he came with his wife. And Lot also came with him. And look at this, verse 2. Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. To the place of the altar which he had made there at first. So he already made an altar there. Worshipper of God. Now he's coming here and he's worshiping God. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. A man who was an idol worshiper before. Now he took God, the Lord, to be his Lord. And he's worshiping God. Every time he goes to a place, he worships God. How different is he from the children of Israel? One place or another, complain. One place or another, complain. Some people are like that. You get this job, you complain. You get that job, you complain. You go here, you complain. Never content. Should never be like that. Be a worshiper of God. Worship brings the presence of God. If you're a worshiper of God, the presence of God will go with you wherever you go. The presence of God went wherever Abraham went. And when he set that altar, guess who was there? God was there. That's why God spoke to him. Be a worshiper of God. Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Verse 5, very important. Lot also who went with Abraham, Lot went with Abraham, had flocks, herds, and tents. Do you see the difference between Abraham and Lot? Abraham was very rich. He had a lot of property. Lot also went with him. He had flocks, herds, and tents. He was not poor. He had property. Not like Abraham. There's a difference there. When the hand of the Lord is upon someone, they will flourish and keep flourishing and keep flourishing. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and they shall be like the cedar in Lebanon. Flourishing is a part of the blessing of God when the blesser is with us. When the blesser is with us, we will be blessed and we will flourish. It's a byproduct. When God is with you, you will be blessed in all things. 
your education will be blessed, your family will be blessed, your marriage will be blessed, your finances will be blessed. You don't have to go after the blessed thing, you just have to go after the blessed thing. When he is with you, everything will be blessed. All things will prosper. The Bible says, if you meditate on his word day and night, whatever you do shall prosper. You'll be number one in everything. Your children will be number one in everything. You don't have to go after number one. Number one will come to you. God will bless you in all things. See, when the priorities are wrong, that's when stress comes in. When the priorities are wrong, that's when stress comes in. When you seek God and his kingdom first and keep that the priority, which is you do what God tells you to do, not you do your own thing. When God tells you to do something, that's what you do. That's what seeking God in his kingdom first is. A lot of times people think seeking God in his kingdom first is me doing my own thing. No. Israel did that. They did their own worship, did their own thing. And they thought they were worshiping God. No. Worshiping God is doing what God is calling you to do. Worshiping God is doing what God is telling you to do. That's what Abraham did. When God told him to leave, he left. When God told him, go here, he went. God was leading and he was following. And everywhere he went, he was worshiping God. Guess what was doing? God, what, guess what God was doing? God was blessing him. As he was going, his flocks were multiplying. As he was going, his servants multiplied. As he was going, everything was multiplying. He became more and more and more and more and more blessed. His property increased and increased and increased. The Bible says, the land itself couldn't hold. That's the blessing of God. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. A healthy church will prosper spiritually and physically. That's a mark of God's hand upon a healthy church. A healthy pastor in their family will prosper spiritually and physically. That's the mark of God's hand upon the family of a pastor. The healthy congregation will prosper physically, spiritually, and physically. We've seen that in our church. How people came without jobs and how God gave them jobs. People came without cars and God gave them cars. People came without a license. God gave them license. People came without education. God gave them education. People came without whatever. Empty they came. God has filled them. They didn't have a single thing and God has filled their houses with treasures. People came with so much debt and God not only took their debt, God has prospered them more. This is who our God is. When God is with us, we will prosper. Now, there are times when God will lead us into trials, lead us into testings. Like God took the children of Israel, he led them through the wilderness where he led them to a place where there was no food. Not to make them poor and to make them feel like, you know, you should be poor for some time. No. So that they can taste angel's food. If God is leading you through a lack for a period when you're faithful to God, that means he is going to show you supernatural things. That's the key. If God is leading you through some, through some kind of physical difficulty or, or sickness or whatever it is, where some people say that, oh, if you are walking with God, you're not going to get sick. That's not biblical. Don't buy that. There are many, many cases in the Bible that I can go from scripture to scripture where God not only allows, but he leads people through different paths. Not just Job's life. You look at Lazarus' life. Many people in the Bible have gone through physical infirmity where God used that and he glorified the name of Jesus in the New Testament, where he showed miracles in the Old Testament, showed miracles in the New Testament. The bottom line is, 
whatever scarcity, whatever shortage is there, it's never going to stay as a shortage. The shortage comes there in order to show the fullness of God. Pain comes there in order to show the, the prosperity of God. Whatever lack comes there, it comes there to show the fullness of God. That means in that place, you're going to experience the extraordinary thing. In that very lack, you're going to experience something supernatural. In the very sickness, you're going to experience something supernatural. From the natural to the supernatural, when that transition takes place, God will take us through a period or a season of want or lack or sickness or whatever it is. Provided it's not because of your own doing. Understand this. Don't disobey God and say, well, I'm going through this because God is going to take me to the supernatural. No. If you are in sin, sickness comes because of sin. Loss will come because of sin. If you're sinning, failure will come because of sin. Whatever you have, whatever God gave, God will take it away one by one, one by one, because he loves you. He will get your attention to get you to himself. He does not want to lose your soul. But if you're walking with God, the path that God takes you through, like we saw, in Esther's message here, a few minutes ago, Jesus is there in the wedding. A shortage came. How come a shortage is there when Jesus is there? Oh, because God was going to show the supernatural side of God. God was going to cause them to experience something that they never experienced before. Water turned into wine right in front of their eyes. That's the supernatural work of God Almighty. Learn to trust Him in everything. Learn to trust him with everything. Now, Lot also, very important, verse 5, Lot also who went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents. He was also rich, but Abraham was very, very rich. There's a big difference here. A man who obeyed God, God is leading him. He's prospering and prospering and prospering. Just because he left his land doesn't mean he became poor. No, he actually became more and more rich. He didn't have houses and houses and houses and houses because he was on the move. He was not looking for houses and houses and houses. No, he was looking to God for a home that was not built by, built by hand, whose builder and maker is God. He knew that he was a stranger and pilgrim. He had a vision before him. His life transformed from walking in the natural to walking in the supernatural. What a difference. Abraham before and Abraham after. There has to be difference in every believer's life. Before and after. Trusting God. Trusting God. And how God leads us. Lot also who went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great and they could not dwell together. They had so much. Abraham had so much. And Lot had a lot. And the land was not able to contain them. Imagine how rich Abraham became. And how blessed Lot became. Because Lot was with Abraham. And God speak to our hearts at this time. When God blesses us. Don't go after the blessing. Go after the blesser. Even if everything is taken away. You should be able to be content like how Job was. Don't keep your eyes on the earthly things because they'll all fade away, fall away. Keep your eyes on the eternal things of God and do what God is telling you to do, not your own thing. So we see here, the land was not able to hold because God had blessed them, both the families, 
abundantly with one having a distinction there because he's walking by faith and he's walking after God. He's the one who's really walking by faith. You need to be like Abraham. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So there is some problem that is happening between not Abraham and Lot, but Abraham's servants and Lot's servants. They're having some problem here. Understand this. If Satan wants to take the blessing of God away from you, he will bring problems. Through something, by some means, he will bring problems. When Satan brings problems, we have to understand where it's coming from. And we have to understand that we need to seek God in this matter. We need to know that when the problem comes away, we need to stay within the will of God, not escape from the will of God. Now, when the problem came, when this happened, Abraham looks at Lot and he says, please let there be no strife between you and me, between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. We are brethren. Let's not have any misunderstandings. Is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. If you go to the right, then I will take the left. Now, Abraham was a man of God who was led by God. The spirit of God was behind everything. But we must understand that. God will test us also. This was a test for Lot. Just like how Naomi told Ruth, Ruth, don't come with me. It's too much. Just go. You know what Ruth said? I'm not leaving. A smart woman. She's a woman, but very smart. We have to understand. We need to know the will of God and stick there. We need to know the place of God and stay there. He did this, she did this, they did this. And because of that, you don't walk away from the will of God. If you walk away from the will of God, Satan will be very happy. He'll say, hey, I used the herdsmen and I took you outside the will of God. I took you outside the blessing of God. I separated you from Abraham. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. It's very important. These are very deep truths that the Spirit of God is giving to our hearts at this hour. So Abraham is telling Lot, was a test. Lot, just go. Find a good place. We don't want any misunderstandings. You go. When you go that side, I'll go the opposite side. And what did Lot do? Lot didn't say, well, I'll talk to my herdsmen and make sure they don't fight with your herdsmen. But I want to stay with you, Abraham, because I know you. God called you to go somewhere and it's going to be a blessed place. I want to go with you. Lot didn't say that. You know what Lot would have thought in his mind? Good. I got what I wanted. Everything is good and I have everything. And let me see where I can go. Like Orpah. Once that word came, go, that was it. He said, let me go. Freedom, let me go. I mean, let no one be like that. The will of God is the most important place for us to be. Lot lifted up his eyes and he looked. And saw all the plain of Jordan that was well watered everywhere. Before Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, it looked like the garden of the Lord. You have to understand this. It appeared, it appeared like the garden of the Lord. It wasn't the garden of the Lord. That's the difference there. Lot is there. Satan successfully caused problem there. 
not between him and Abraham, but his people. But when Abraham said, just go somewhere else. Let's be peaceful. We don't want to have any problems. We're brothers. Instead of dealing with his herdsmen, he resorted to leaving. He said, let me leave. Let's all leave. Let's do our own thing. God is with me too. I'm righteous too. I can do this. I pray too. I know the God of Abraham to an extent. I know when I go there, God will be with me too. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Lot lifted up his eyes. Independent spirit. When someone thinks that they know, they know better. They know better than the source that is leading them. At that point, we need to know red flag. The devil is at work. Guess what? To rob what God has for you. Know your boundaries. Know your place. Know your limitations. And depend on God. And be where God wants you to be. God had mercifully let Lot go with Abraham. And God was blessing Lot. Guess who took himself out of the blessing that God had for him? Lot. The test came. Every time in our lives when the tests come, we choose, pass or fail. Humility is the key. If Lot would have humbled himself, he would have told Abraham, I'll fix this, Abraham. I'll fix this problem. I want to stay with you. God has called you to bless you. I want to be with you so that I can be blessed. But the humility was not there. He felt that, I can do it. I'll take my people. Good. Abraham said that. Also, oh, because Abraham said that you're going to do it, that's a test. That's a test. Many times God will tell the servants of God, say, you want to do it? Go ahead and do it. But it won't be a blessing at all. And he said, oh, freedom. Let me do it. It will be a disaster because it's a test that comes from the spirit of God to test and see where your heart is. God's word says, God tested the children of Israel in the wilderness to see what was in their hearts. And what was in came out. What was in came out. And so here, Lot lifted up his eyes and he saw all the plain of Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere. Like, underline the word like or circle the word like. That's the deception there. Which Satan will cause an illusion. Satan will suddenly make it feel like, That's nice. That place is nice too. They have worship too. They have prophecy too. They pray too. You have healing there too. Look at that. That looks like the garden of the Lord. It's not the garden of the Lord. Deception drew Lot into Sodom. Deception drew Lot into Sodom. God help us never to fall a prey into the snares of the enemy. Know your boundary. Know where God has placed you. Know where God has placed you. Know where God has placed you. It's very important. Deception is very deadly. Lot lifted his eyes and he saw. God should be here. God is not only with Abraham. God is with me too. God is not only with Abraham, God is here too. God is in this place too. That's the deception. 
There's a big difference when God is with Abraham. And a place looks like the Garden of the Rabbah. It's not. It's not. It's Sodom. It's a place that was going to be burned down by fire and brimstone. Very different from Abraham's journey. Lot said, I'm going to settle here. Wow, look at this Abraham all the time. Tent here, tent there, tent here, tent there, tent here, tent there, tent here, tent there. Nothing is permanent. You know how Satan will try to make you look at negative, 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 negative? Even though there's multiplication, multiplication, multiplication happening. When we take our eyes off of what God is doing and you focus on what the enemy is showing, you get a distorted picture. Write this down. When you take your eyes off of what God is doing and you place your eyes on what Satan is showing, you will get a distorted picture. When the distorted picture comes, everything will look distorted. That means it'll look crooked, upside down, blurry, double vision, ten vision, whatever it is. It's not going to be accurate. So what you see is going to be twisted. What you hear after that, it's going to be twisted. Whatever comes to your mind, it'll be twisted. Why? Because you gave room to what looked like what it was not. It looked like the garden of the Lord. But was it the garden of the Lord? No. Was God in it? No. Did God tell you to go there? No. Did you consult with God? No. How do you assume? How do you assume, Lord? How? The humility to depend on God. And depend on what God was doing in and through Abraham was gone. Suddenly he felt like, hey, I can do it. I can manage. Well, I'll take my people, go here. That's disaster waiting there. May God help no one in our church to get to that state where you can easily fall a prey to deception. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. What a pity. Not a good verse. Not a good move. Abraham's journey began with God. Abraham's journey continued with God. Lot's journey also began with God because he was going with Abraham. But then Lot's journey Stopped continuing with God because it took a detour. May you never have a detour in your life. May God help you to be in that straight and narrow path, never have a detour in your life. And they separated from each other. A lot of times people can say, oh, Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement and Paul and Barnabas separated. And I was asked this question once by somebody. So who was right? I said, obviously, Apostle Paul was right. He was a man who was walking with God. Now, obviously, there's no episode, episode from Apostle Barnabas in the Bible. No, Barnabas' story is no more. We have to understand when God is there and God is working. Whatever contention, dissension Satan will bring, it's for your own downfall. Understand that. Whatever God is doing, when you know that this is your source of blessing, make sure you understand 
all the lies of the enemy, all the twisted things that Satan will bring, saying that, well, Abraham is constantly moving. Well, you know what? This is not working out for us. This is causing problems. And let's move out of here. Satan is happy. He said, hey, I set you up for a fall. One more step and you'll be down. Be very careful. Be very, very, very careful. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. So, they both separated. Guess what happened after that? Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. You see here, once Lot chose his place, you don't see, well, Abraham, now he lifted up his eyes, and he's, oh, no, no, no. Abraham stayed where he was. Until, verse 14, the Lord said to Abraham, when, after Lot has separated from him, God didn't come and talk to Lot, God came and spoke to Abraham. It's a very important section, passage that we need to understand. We need to hear from God or be with those who hear from God and listen and obey and follow until we can get to where God wants us to. If we can't, you do things independently, you'll set yourself up for a fall, a major fall, a major disaster. Lose much. Whatever God gave, you lose it. The gain that you received, you'll lose them all. That's what happened to Lot. I'm not going to go further here. but I want to stop at verse 14. Lot separated. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot separated, lift up your eyes now. Lot lifted up his eyes and looked. Abraham didn't. God tells Abraham, lift up your eyes and look now. That's all we need to be. Stay until you're told to move. Goes right along with the message that God gave us there. You don't plan your day. You don't plan anything. Depend on God. Trust God and go moment by moment by moment by moment by moment following what the Holy Spirit will say. Until Abraham heard, he didn't make a move. There are people who say, well, I'm not hearing from God. So, see your own thing? That's where the problem is. When people are hasty or impatient to wait on God, they don't hear from God because God is not for the impatient. God is not for the hasty. God is not for those who are like Lot, who lift up their eyes and do their own thing. He's not going to speak. When will God speak? When you wait sufficiently on him. Abraham waited. He waited until God said, Abraham, lift up your eyes and look. That's when he looked. You know how God made him look? He said, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward, which all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Can you beat this blessing? Can you get anything better than this? No. To you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abraham moved his tent. When? Then. Until then he didn't. Don't be hasty. 
You know, it's a problem. It says, not the Bible problem. Usual, general problem. The people will say, haste makes waste. Don't be hasty. If you're not sure that God is leading you into any particular direction, wait. Seek the Lord. God has placed Abrahams in your life. Make sure you stay with them. Make sure you see how God leads you through them. That'll, that's your safety net. And that'll be your safe zone. God came to Abraham. And after God spoke to Abraham, that's when Abraham made the move. And when God came to Abraham, he showed him far greater than what Lot chose. God showed the best places that are really like the garden of the Lord. Not like how Lot saw. What Lot saw was not true. It was an illusion. It was something that the enemy showed to separate him from the blesser and the blessing. The blesser is God. The blessing was Abraham for Lot. Gone. Be true to the call of God that God has placed on your life. Be patient. Give everything to God. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. What will he bring it to pass? He'll bring to pass his plans for your life, not your plan for your life. Our plans are very tiny and a lot of times it's all broken down, disaster, messy ones. But his plans for our lives are grand plans that God has. As the scripture that Esther brought out from Jeremiah 29, 11, his plans are to prosper. You know, that word prosper is a big word. We very easily say, oh, his plans are to prosper. It's not how much to give. You say, slow down. His plans are to prosper. When God prospers, you know how it'll be. The heaven and earth can't contain. There'll be no room to contain when God prospers. That's the prosperity that comes from God. When man strives and strives and strives, he can make a little name over here, a plaque over here, a street name over there, you know, maybe a town in his name. Only that little group of the people in the town will know his name, a bridge. Only people who go on that bridge will know. That's about it. But when God gives a name, it endures forever. Every tongue, every tribe, every part of the world know Abraham. In different languages, people have named their children as Abraham. This is the blessing that comes from God. Now, who does not know the land of Israel? This is the fame that comes from God. And God blesses the person. They are blessed indeed. What kind of a blessing are we looking for? Lot was a righteous man in Sodom. He was in the wrong place. His righteousness couldn't save his family. His righteousness couldn't save himself. He was in the wrong place. Because he chose according to what he saw. Not by faith, waiting on God. Abraham walked by faith. Not by sight. God led him to say, if you want to go this way, you go. I'll go the opposite way. But he didn't go the opposite way. Lot left. He still waited until God came and told Abraham. Abraham, look over there. Then Lot, then Abraham looked. Abraham, you're going to walk over there. Then Abraham walked. Without God telling, Abraham didn't make a move. Learn to patiently wait on God. Learn to listen and obey. 
Let God be God. Don't be a co-equal with God or a co-partner with God. Know your place in the kingdom of God. Know your place when it comes to who God is, when God is speaking. Learn to listen. That's what a servant is supposed to do. Listen. When he says, listen. Those who listen and simply do what they're told to do are the ones who will prosper in their lives exceedingly. The rest can prosper, not exceedingly. The rest can prosper, not eternally. But those who learn to listen and obey, wait and obey, are the ones who will be blessed exceedingly and blessed eternally. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, hallelujah. Seeking you as a precious jewel, Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You were my own. said, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. <laughs> what a reward. God, he says, he himself is Abraham's reward. You can't get anything better than that. 
Hallelujah. To have God as a reward. Hallelujah. Don't go for what you see. Don't go, don't go for what the enemy shows you. He will drag you down before you know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. God will bless you exponentially and eternally. This is the promise, is the prophecy God is giving. Hallelujah. To all those who walk by faith and not by sight, who will obey God. Hallelujah. Who will obey God, not go by reasoning that comes from Satan, but will obey God implicitly when God says something without questioning. Hallelujah. 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 You are my Father, thank you, Lord, for this Lord's Day. You gave us a double blessing today. Lord, you caused Esther to deliver your word. And you gave us a second portion. Filled us to the overflow. What God can do. But those who walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. You will cause them to prosper. Prosper, hallelujah. Prosper exponentially and eternally. When we don't set our hearts on things below, you will cause us to prosper exponentially and eternally in this world and in the world to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. When we learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and stay where we should stay and humble where we should humble ourselves hallelujah and understand the traps of the enemy that Satan cleverly sets up for even those who follow and are given the privilege to walk with Abraham Satan is busy trying to see how he can cause them to drop out of that heavenly journey hallelujah thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Never take your Abrahams for granted. Never take the blessed things that God has given to you through your Abrahams for granted. Never set your eyes upon that which you think is the garden of the Lord when it is not. Hallelujah. Praise you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Lot had some prosperity. Abraham had exceeding great riches because he had the God of heaven and the God of earth to be his reward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Abraham's seed became like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. Hallelujah. Abraham's generation 
became exceedingly strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spiritually, we are called the spiritual descendants of Abraham. See, it even continues after Jesus came. Hallelujah. That's how blessed Abraham became. And his name became Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But Lot was nowhere to be found. Lot's children were nowhere to be found. It was not the garden of the Lord. It was deception. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tell yourself, I want to be careful. I want to be very careful. I want to take heed. I want to be very careful. So that I can inherit everything that God has for me. Hallelujah. All the prosperity that the Lord has for you will follow you will run after you, will overtake you if you follow Jesus Christ with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and stay within the boundary that God has placed and know your place in the kingdom of God learn to listen and obey follow God don't do anything until he tells you to don't step take a step without God telling you to hallelujah Let God plan your day. Let God plan your moments. Let God lead you into the prosperity that God has for you. Don't lead yourself. Don't be self-led. Self-led is deception because the enemy will prompt a person to be led by the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. And it looked very spiritual. It looked very spiritual to Lot. It looked like the garden of the Lord. It looked very spiritual sounded very spiritual looked very prosperous everything looked like God was in it but God was not in it hallelujah we must be very careful very careful the Holy Spirit is speaking to our church at this hour learn to discern by being where you should be so that your spiritual senses can be sharpened not dulled hallelujah Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Satan transforms himself into an angel of light, looking to see how he can pull people down. Give yourself over to God and God alone. Set your eyes on things above and not on things below. God will give you everything and much more, much more, much more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll bless you exponentially. And he'll bless you eternally. Hallelujah. There's a promise that God is giving to all those who have forsaken everything to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for speaking to our hearts at this hour. Thank you for filling us to the overflow. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is, Lord, overflowing in our midst as a mighty rushing river. And I thank you, Lord, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. We thank you for your eternal blessings. We thank you for your exponential blessings. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The God of Abraham is our God. We thank you for giving us this great privilege to follow you, giving us this opportunity to follow you like how Abraham did. May we be just like Abraham and not be like Lot. May we be like Mary who learned to rely on Jesus, 
be like the servants who did exactly what they were told to do. And see the miracles that God alone can do. To experience the supernatural. Hallelujah. By walking by faith, which is doing only what, what God wants us to do. Doing only that which God wants us to do. Thank you, Father. So as a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless you people with this blessing on this Lord's Day, in this month of April, that they may walk by faith and not by sight, that they may walk in humility like Abraham did, and receive the grace that comes from God Almighty, that they may not be like Lot, that they may not lose their eternal inheritance, that they may not give in to pride, that they may not fall into the deception of the enemy, but they may walk by faith, humbly with the Lord, their God, within the boundaries that God has set, so that they can be blessed eternally and exponentially. With this blessing, I bless your people with. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some people would say that Abraham was destined to be blessed by God and God himself was just waiting for Lot to separate so he can bless Abraham. But we have to know that everyone's responsible for their actions. And Lot already had something in him that caused him to long to go to that Sodom Gomorrah. And there are different people in any church, different stages. Some have left Sodom and Gomorrah, and some are being drawn by Sodom and Gomorrah. But we need to know at the very outset that if there are any connections in your life to people who are immoral, any relationships that are not right before God, any partnerships, any fellowships, any friendships, those things will hold you back and keep you in the land of darkness. We need to be real with God and know that if you're going to go forward with the blessing of Abraham, you have to leave the world behind. You have to leave that which is contrary to God's will. Some things are clearly laid out in Scripture. The longer we wait to see how we can manage with it, when God says, cut it right now, not only the longer will we be in darkness, but we can actually lose everything. Lot almost lost his life. He was a righteous man, but he was dull. And he was deceived. And he had a choice, as we heard. Abraham had a choice too. Lot was deceived. Abraham was not deceived. And the voices that come to us we need to know whether we are listening to the voice of God or some other kind of rationalizations come in because that can take us off course completely. So what we heard finally was that there is an eternal blessing, exponential blessing for those who will follow God implicitly obeying him with faith, 
with the exhortation before Esther's message that I gave briefly, Esther's message and also Eskaba's message, all three have another tie. That is faith, love, obedience, and praise. They all go together. Abraham was content, so he's able to thank God. Lot was not content. That's why he left. When he left, he almost lost his own life. He lost his family. He lost his wife. And he lost his daughters to the ways of this world completely. And he almost lost his life. But these things are written for us. That first of all, we should have nothing to do with evil in our lives. Nothing that God forbids. Secondly, when God speaks, be careful that the rationalization that comes in, any argument that makes you think that I can manage without God's blessing. I don't have to be in this perfect will. Know that that's just a starting point to take you down completely. We can be alert. We can be blessed. If you're Christ's seed, then you're Abraham's seed. If you're Christ's. That's what the Bible says. But the children of Abraham have faith. If we have faith, we will obey. Mm. We won't worry. We won't start doubting God. If we have faith, we will love God and we will praise Him and be content. And we'll know that this is not the end all. God has much, much more provided we are content, humble, obey His voice. Mm. May the Lord help us all to know where we are. Are we living in sin in any way? According to the scriptures, not by what somebody said. According to God's word, if you're living in sin, you're deceiving yourself. You have to cut that immediately. The next level is those who are walking with God. When God is showing clearly how there's going to be a great divide, Abraham will take off one way and Lot will separate another way. And their destinations will be different for their families. Now that we know the story, we need to be careful that we don't leave Abraham. Abraham represents the way of perfect obedience, which God expects. Through his grace, we can follow him in everything. And God will bless us in that proportion. So may the Lord help us never to allow Satan to come in and begin to make us feel that it looks better over there. God is working in one place because God is looking for your welfare to bless you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the messages we heard today, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We're called to praise you and thank you to be thankful for everything we have. We're called, Lord, not to be worrying, Lord, and have a set schedule and worry over schedules and what we're going to do tomorrow, but to trust the Lord, to praise the Lord, to walk after the Lord, to have faith in the Lord, to obey the Lord. And we're called, Lord, to be not dull, but to be sharp as you want us to be. To be able to detect when the enemy is coming in, even in a spiritual way, to try to take us off of the perfect will of God, which may end in a total disaster for the family and even cost our own life. Oh, God, I thank you. That it's a simple way, easy way to obey your voice and go forward. That everyone here, Lord, will understand exactly what's being communicated very directly from you, that they would prosper, Lord. You seek the prosperity of your people. 
I pray, Lord, they will see their love, faith, obedience, humility, and that humble listening to the counsel of God with no argument will lead to that blessing of Abraham. Amen. And you make rich, Lord. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Thank you, Father. You're the solution. You're the answer for all our problems. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Jesus. God bless all of you. Have a blessed night. It's going to stop the recording here.